Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. If you've been following along, you know that this week I've been talking about the concept of thirds. And a really easy way to think about the concept of thirds is thinking of a third wheel. And a third wheel could be anything that's outside of your relationship that takes up your energy and your emotional bandwidth. And so that might look like in-laws, that could look like a friend, it could look like family members, it could even look like work or addictions to certain substances. As I'm sure you're thinking, many of these quote third wheels are actually really healthy relationships to have. You should absolutely have relationships outside of your partnership. You should have relationships with friends and family members and colleagues. So the issue with thirds is not the having of relationships. It's how much energy goes into those relationships and if that type of energy ever threatens the security and safety of your relationship with your partner. Remember, you are your partner's primary attachment figure. And so in relation with them, it is your job to help them to feel loved, prioritized, and safe. And if anything comes in and starts to mess with that, it's going to make the relationship a place that feels distressing. Today, I'm answering a listener question that has to do with a very common third that is actually not a person. Dear Liz, my wife is a workaholic. What can I do about that? Work is a third. In fact, it's kind of like a pseudo paramour. If your partner is spending all of their time and energy and focus on the workplace, it might leave you feeling incredibly lonely. And it often leaves them feeling burnt out without a lot to offer the relationship. When there is one person in the relationship who is a workaholic, and I will admit in my relationship, sometimes that tends to be me, what happens is all of the energy leaks out of the relationship and there's not a lot to give at the end of the day. And it can impact so many areas of the relationship. If someone is working too much, they might not have the energy to have conversation at night or to have sex at night. They also might feel so fulfilled with work that they don't tap into the fulfillment that they need to create with you. So perhaps they're not planning dates, they're not looking at ways to connect with you on the weekends or even just in the evening. They might also allow their work to flood into the relationship during the times that they're supposed to be prioritizing you or their family. For example, you might be on a date with your partner and if they're a workaholic, they might frequently leave the table to go and answer work calls. So they have very porous boundaries around work and family life. And while there's always going to be periods of time where Somebody might be dedicating more time to the workplace than home or more time to home than the workplace because life is ever-changing and flexible. If you find that this is a chronic issue in your relationship, it's so important that you and your partner have a conversation about it. There are many reasons for this. Number one, you deserve to feel like a priority in their life. But number two, one of the biggest threats to a relationship is actually how much time the person spends at work. In fact, most emotional affairs actually start in the workplace. And it's often because the partner who is working too much loses sight of the relationship. 
We want to avoid the two of you getting disconnected. And obviously we want to avoid any possibility of emotional infidelity or even physical infidelity. So talking with your partner about their workaholic behaviors is really important. What I suggest is to sit down and talk about boundaries around work, express what you need and find out what your partner needs. You certainly don't want to discourage them from following their goals, their passions, and creating success for themselves. And you want to make sure that there's still a sense of relational awareness where your needs and feelings matter too. Here are some things that you might want to discuss. Number one, you might want to discuss what types of relationships with coworkers are appropriate. You might want to talk about what amount of time each week is okay to dedicate to the workplace and how much time you want dedicated to family and to romance as well. You might also want to talk about boundaries around calls being taken at certain times. Perhaps you can set no call, no work zones. That might look like saying, we are not going to talk about work or take work calls at the dinner table. You might also want to encourage your partner to consider the ways that they protect work over protecting the relationship. That might look like saying things like, don't you understand? Work has to come first. It's not really true because if work is the only thing coming first and the relationship always comes second, the relationship is going to suffer. And so the two of you need to talk about when does it make sense that work comes first and When does it make sense to make sure that the relationship comes first? The ultimate goal in every relationship is for both people to matter, for you both to be able to keep each other in mind. So while your partner needs to keep you in mind as they navigate their work-life balance, of course you also need to keep them and their needs in mind. If you don't, then you'll only be honoring one or the other. And what that means is you will be living in what's called a one-person system, not a relationship. And when that happens, you both will sense that and you will feel threatened by each other. So if your partner doesn't feel supported to work and to do what they need to do to pursue their goals in the workplace, then they'll feel threatened and less likely to move towards you. And if you don't feel supported in your needs to connect and be prioritized, the same thing will happen on your end. So to create a secure relationship together, you both need to work together to make each other a priority so that you can support each other in building the life that you want. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and you can find me at Liz Listens on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. If you enjoy this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.